Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. You definitely have to think about, are you 506B, 506C? And can you promote a deal? Can you blast it out? Can you not? So every project that we have done has been 506B up to this point, except we launched a fund. We have a fund open right now that's 506C, by the way. So I can blast that out. But anything before that, I could not. It had to have that pre-existing relationship. So you talk about scaling and networking while staying compliant. Well, for me, it was developing that thought leadership platform, right? Creating that podcast, that daily podcast that helped me to get in front of thousands of people, right? And even be shoulder to shoulder, per se, virtually, with thousands of experts in the business, right? That is, I mean, as far as scaling, networking, it's about educating, right? I can promote educational content as much as I want, right? I cannot promote a deal unless it's 506C deal. But at 506B, I cannot promote those projects, right? Except to our network that I have a pre-existing relationship with. And so scaling, it's about who you are, your business, your mission, those things. It's not about a specific deal unless it's 506C. Then obviously you can talk about it. But the podcast has been a game changer for the scaling networking. Because remember, you're interviewing these guests and then they are also promoting that to their network, right? So you're helping promote them, but they're also helping promote you also. So some type of thought leadership platform is a great way to help promote yourself as an expert and really for you to educate yourself in a big way. I mean, it's been like a university to me. It's cost as much as a university as well. But it's just a great way to educate yourself and blast yourself out to many people's networks without actually worrying about the legal component because you're not talking about a deal. So the thing about 506B is that you can take up to 35 non-accredited investors, right? And so you need to know who your network is. Like, who are you going to raise money from today, right? And if most of them are non-accredited, then you need to do a 506B. And here's the thing too, just because you can advertise, it does not mean that people are going to invest with you. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that people are going to trust you. Right. You've not built that no like trust and loyalty component. If you haven't done that, then 506C, it may not do you any good. Okay. You can blast it from the rooftops in. You can put it on billboards if you're doing a 506C deal, but everyone then has to be accredited. Then you do have to take them through an accreditation verification process. So your company is required to verify the accreditation of each investor that invests in a 506C deal. And so, like I said, just because you can't advertise in it, everybody thinks this, well, I'm going to be able to blast it from the rooftop and then I'm going to be able to raise all this money. Well, you know, investors going to ask you, well, tell me about your track record, right? Tell me about the deals you've purchased. Tell me about the deals you've exited, you've sold. Maybe by doing a 506C that helps you get in front of that investor, but they're probably not likely to invest, right? And so I would encourage you again, focus on the relationships, focus on how you're building that loyalty component. Because over time, just like us, we did all 506B deals until this fund. And now we have 
So many sophisticated investors want to invest in it, but they can't. We're going to have other ways that they can invest. But you have to have that loyalty component amongst thousands of investors before I would probably encourage you to do a 506C deal. Some people will have the money raised ahead of time. They'll still do a 506C deal just so they can advertise it and really not even expect any new investors to invest that time, but really just a way for them to advertise and blast out a deal. I mean, that's a technique some people will use also. One thing I did not do a great job at early on was having funnels in place, ways to automate some emails and have those created. I mean, I was doing it manually, which I would not recommend completely. Some things you need a personal touch with. But for me now, somebody signs up on the website. Obviously, they hear the podcast. They hear me on a place like this even, or maybe I speak at an event. They go sign up on the website. They get a call usually from somebody on our team almost that day, maybe right away or within 24 hours. So they get a call. So there's that personal touch, right? They also get an email. They'll get a text message as well, telling them if they miss the call, anything like that. And ultimately, there's different pipelines that we have, different types of emails, depending on where they sign up on the website, or if I've had a call with them, or if somebody on the team has had a call with them, there's different things that will happen, right? And so if it's a team member that has that call with them, well, then, you know, the emails are addressing them from them. But then there's also chains of emails that are educational from me. So it may be like, if you could think of 25 to 50 different topics that you could just talk about, uh, like two minutes each, right? Or a minute even, start creating videos. That's what we did. And so somebody on our team just started creating lists of potential emails for us to send out for educational purposes for our investor base, right? Anything you can think of around the commercial real estate business or things that passive investors need to know. So once a week or about every 10 days or so, they get a new email from us. And it's maybe a one to two minute video of me just explaining something, right? And so we're constantly staying in front of them, but it's something short, something educational that's beneficial. It teaches them something. So it's a positive thing, just staying in front of them. And then also having that person on my team to help me with that has been crucial, right? If you can find somebody and outsource a little bit of that, or at least the thought process of putting some of that stuff together or the components on the back end, so useful. So you're not having to spend that time on that. But getting them to the call with you is so important. So if they haven't had a call with you yet, you can't blast that deal out, you know, that 506B deal that you're doing. So you got to get them to that call, right? So call, leave them a message, wait a week, call them again, say, hey, I mean, they signed up with you, right? So there's some interest there already. So reach back out, send them a message, say, hey, you know, we'd love to follow up with you and answer any questions you have or help you in any way I can with commercial real estate, whatever that may be. So reach back out follow up, be consistent, and then stay in front of them with something educational, something that's helpful, those things, but something that's very short and sweet. So they know they're not going to spend 30 minutes reading an email, most likely. So something short and sweet. How am I using my time? Because really, I've missed a lot of time with my family over the last few years. And it's like, I want to get that back, right? But it's a struggle as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, I bet a lot of you probably struggle with shutting that off, right? Punching the clock at the end of the day and leaving your business in the office, right? It's very difficult to do. But for me, my alarm goes off about 4.50. You ask about like morning routine a little bit, but 4.50, alarm goes off, man, it's just time, about 10 minutes, just wake up and really get coffee started and drink some water. And then coffee's made. And then I read for about an hour till from like five to six. And this is time with my wife as well. So she's reading, she's up then as well. She's reading then. We're both praying together or reading the Bible. And then we also have another like educational book of some kind personal development or real estate book, whatever it may be that I'm reading in addition during that time. 
And then say six to 6.30, exercise, some type of exercise. Sometimes it's riding a horse now. It's not just an exercise routine, but some type of exercise in the morning. And then it's shower, breakfast, and to the office. But often I'm trying to have breakfast with the family too. So I'm trying to be more purposeful about blocking that time during the day, breakfast and lunch, where I can actually have those meals with the family while I'm working at home. So that morning routine is pretty standard. But then throughout, say, a Monday is usually team meetings until noon. Like I'll meet with almost every team member personally or one-on-one and going through certain KPIs. What are we working on? Where are we at on this? How are we doing? Like, let's make some decisions about these things so we can move forward, right? Whatever that may be. And they have different ways that we track different analytics that they really report to me during that time. And so we can talk about what's working and what is not. That's Monday. And Monday afternoons, I try to leave pretty open. And sometimes I'll put other meetings in there that are kind of unscheduled, whether that's with investors or whether that's with new potential partners or whatever. Tuesdays are usually my recording days now. I'll do six or seven interviews on those days now. I'm not doing 12 or 15 anymore. I do not have to do that many in a day. I don't. It's a crazy, crazy, crazy day. Even doing six or seven is a pretty full day. But even those days, sometimes I'll still be interviewed on other shows or take calls, those things. Wednesdays. So something that happened to me recently, and I'll share this with you because I want you to know this, your week will just fill up, right? If you let it, it'll just fill up, right? And if I have open time on my calendar, it's amazing what my team will put in there. Like there'll be something... I mean, they're just meeting after meeting. There'll be something that just fills up my day. And a few months back, actually, I guess it was like February, I had an all-day meeting scheduled. And the night before, we received a big snow, for us anyway, a big snow, and it got canceled. Well, immediately that night, I'm thinking, man, how am I going to use this time? I got like a whole day here, right? So that next morning was one of my most productive mornings that I've had in a long time, Okay. There was nothing like scheduled. I had time to like just think, right? And start just knocking stuff out. And so I told my assistant right then, hey, we've got to implement this. I have to have more just time to think, more time to just work, you know, on top of the business, right? Instead of in the business. And so every Wednesday now for almost until like 11 or 12 o'clock, there's nothing scheduled. We call it productivity time. There's nothing there. And sometimes I do have to schedule a meeting there. But our goal is for me not to. Thursdays, Fridays are usually full of investor calls. I mean, new investors. So that new intro call, you know, where I'm talking to them, answering their questions and sharing about LifeBridge Capital or myself and documenting those calls, right? So if we're doing a 506B deal, hey, I can say, I had this call with this person on this day. This is what we talked about. We talked about, you know, they know the risk of investing, all these things before they ever invested with us. That's typical. I mean, like this week I'm traveling. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this weekend, next week, the different conferences are speaking. And so that changes and fluctuates some, but that's a typical week for me. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.